Welcome to Piecing It All Together. I'm Randy Woodley. I'm Bo Sanders. Today we are talking about why changing light bulbs and hanging your clothes on a clothesline is just not enough. Enough? For what? <laughs> I don't know. To save the planet? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where this comes from is right before Christmas, Randy and I did a reading list. We put out a reading list and said, if, you're, if you get uh, you know, Amazon book card or you're looking to put something on your Christmas list uh, to buy at your local uh, independent bookseller, here are some books that we recommended. And uh, one of the books I recommended was The Gospel According to the Earth. And you said offhandedly something about light bulbs and clotheslines. Do you yeah, remember this? That was a sort of a slight, uh, a little, I threw a little shade. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no. Well, uh, what I haven't told you is I have heard more, I've, got, I've received more questions about why you took that dig because I think it was new to people. Uh, and, okay. and so that's what we're going to talk about today is a, why you said it, but B, why that surprised people that changing light bulbs and changing and hanging your clothes isn't going to save the earth. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, apologies to the authors. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, we, we always want to be careful, especially, you know, you and I have a book that we've been working on. We're working with a publisher right now. We expect it to be out hopefully this year. And so we know... <laughs> These people are going to get exactly, us back. <laughs> they're going to get us back and they're going to throw shade on some things that we omitted. So uh-huh. we, uh, we know that's coming. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little embarrassed. A couple of things. Uh, we have a live Zoom chat coming up March 2nd. So if you are going to go to patreon.com backslash piecing it all together that's p-e-a-c-i-n-g then you become a patreon supporter and we're going to invite you to come and be in a live zoom chat with us that will become a podcast episode absolutely uh join the facebook page like that we have more than 400 people that have liked that and have joined in the conversation we're very grateful for them we appreciate your support very much you know randy and i have been talking for a decade now but we've never recorded it. I think it's actually 13 years. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I figured that out the other day. Uh, oh, wow. So we've been, we've been having conversations for 13 years. But we've never recorded it. And then last year we decided that we would start doing this as an audio podcast so that we could expand the conversation and get more conversation partners. So we are grateful that you're here. Thank you for listening in, and we look forward to your feedback. You ready? I'm ready. What is the problem with changing light bulbs to more energy efficient versions and hanging up your clothes so that they dry uh, the way nature intended. So um, I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with oh, that. Oh, good. Because okay. um, it makes me feel good about myself. The new... F- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the new fluorescents, I, uh, by the way, there's some arguments there that they're actually more energy saving, but... Um, I don't know enough about that. I've heard some people make that argument, but I haven't really picked oh. it up or followed it. Okay. But, but anyway, so let, so let's just say that they do, and you okay. change your, all your light bulbs, and in your home, and you uh, use a clothesline instead of a dryer more most often, um, especially in the yeah. spring, summer, fall when you can, and and uh, you drive a hybrid or yep. a, you know um, all of that sort of thing, Got which I do, you know, yeah. and uh, and and we both drive hybrids. Is that right? Well, I don't have mine anymore, but I, oh, okay. I did yeah. energy okay. efficient. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, you, you do all the sort of things that you can do. And let's just say that every other person did that. Yeah. It's still not going to be enough to do what we need to do. These are significant sea changes that have to happen in order for us to do this. And so the the problem is not taking uh, personal inventory and creating, you know, um, recycling our trash and all those things. That's all wonderful. We need to do it. You, we're all pitching in. It helps us to become more conscientious, all of that sort of thing. Not using plastic straws right. to save the turtles. Yeah. Yep. So in, in plastic bags and taking your shopping bags to, yep. you know, the store and all Reusable. of those kinds of things. There's so, so many things, and there's some wonderful books, including the one you mentioned, yep. um, that would uh, tell you how to do that in a personal lifestyle. Yeah. The problem is that they're not addressing the structure. My concern is that people will see that as enough. Mm. Okay. So I don't have any real criticism for people doing those Got things. I, I do those things myself. We do those at our home. I have concern that they might say, oh, I'm doing all I can by doing this. It's not enough. Um, we are facing um, climate, climate crisis at this point, mm. And until we get on the ball and really change the structure of what is happening, we are heading for trouble. In fact, a lot of people are already experiencing what some have even called genocide because of sea levels rising in Micronesia and villages in Alaska that are beginning to slide into the ocean and um, the, so soggy they can't walk on them and and the patterns and changing in nature so that indigenous peoples no longer can be guaranteed the same kinds of things that they used to and you know so um, there's trouble with the polar bears and that means trouble for the seals and everything is related right sure and so all of these things are happening people are losing their homes people are losing their livelihoods people are losing their lives um, all of this is happening right now um, and um, we sort of tacitly say, okay, well, if we can just do um, sort of a 2.0 uh, centigrade temperature change, you know, if we can all hold it at that, first of all, we're not heading toward that direction with the Trump administration. It's, we're going the opposite direction. But, but the Paris Accords um, are asking for a 1.5, right? Okay. So 1.5 uh, centigrade uh, temperature change. Even with a 1.5, we are going to see disaster after disaster. We're going to see in this very country, we're going to see climate refugees all over the United States. Um, hmm. Just like that's happening because of the hurricanes in Florida, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the flooding, the, the cold weather patterns and the heat patterns and more uh, land is going to, uh, more desertification is going to occur. Um, sea levels are going to rise. Um, uh, sea levels are going to heat. Uh, fish and fisheries are going to die off. There's going to be food problems. Um, uh, I, I think I saw um, from a 1.5 to a 2.0 is, is like, we're going to learn what the word exponential means, mm -hmm. right? It's not... Oh, only one degree, two degree, three. Degree. No, it doesn't happen like that. It's like okay, twice the amount of people starve from one point five to two point oh. Half of the corn will be grown in the world that has been grown. All of those kinds of things, and so we 
are making the largest mistake in the history of humanity right now by not dealing with this on a global and structural level. So I, I applaud everybody who's doing their part, but their part's not enough. We've got to get our butt off of our uh, Priuses and, you know, uh, and, and actually show up and make changes. And I think I know, uh, at least in my own summation, what has to happen first. I think I've finally figured out, because this is the biggest issue in my heart, in my life. I want to uh, not just leave a world for my grandkids and great-grandkids, not just for utilitarian purposes, but I love the earth. I think the earth is the greatest gift that a person could receive, and it produces everything for us, and so we need to be responding back to the earth. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think if... We can do a couple things. We may be able to actually stave off maybe even a 1.5. But, but, but we have to, I think, create a model in America that works for the rest of the world. Okay, create a model in, in, this, in America that works for the rest of the world. I want to ask you about that in a second. I have been watching this conversation change a little bit in the last year. I remember when um, Earth with two A's came out, uh, this book... And it was sort of derided or mocked or viewed with some cynicism like, oh, that it's going to be a completely, basically a different planet. And that existence on it will, you know, they thought it was over-exaggerated, that it was going to be that different. And even in the years, a couple years since then, I have watched um, both what's happening with, say, climate accords, Mm -hmm. but also this new Congress that's come in and some new ideas about a new Green Deal (coughs) and several things, um, I'm sort of watching uh, a greater number of people come to the realization of what you're talking about, which is ecological disaster right? and the consequences of that. It seems to be, I mean, it's still a tiny percentage of people that have come to that realization, but it does seem to be expanding a little bit about the people who are taking seriously that we might be in big trouble here. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned the New Green Deal because we cannot, we cannot, and I don't think the New Green Deal goes far enough, and I don't think it it is um, going to do what we need, but it's going to get everybody, get it on everyone's radar and start moving that direction, and then we'll find out, oh, we have to do more, but we're already started down the path then, see? So that's why I believe the, the New Green Deal is uh, very helpful. And um, It's a catalyst. Yeah, it's a catalyst. There you go. And with people, a catalyst, uh, we have, uh, you know, AOC. Yeah. Uh, and she is um, a catalyst in, in and of herself, yeah. and I'm really so glad that she's using her charisma and her platform to push the New Green Deal. Um, I think that's a, a step in the right direction, but we have to elect a president. The next president has to be someone who embraces that and the, and, uh, the next Congress uh, uh, positions and senators we elect have to be people who embrace that and will um, begin to move us in that direction. But I, I have even a better solution. Okay. The solution that we have uh, before us today and I've, I've always been a big proponent of saying the reason, the, you have to understand, the reason we're in this mess is because of the Western worldview. It's not because of just industrialization. It's the, it's the embrace of that Western worldview that says um, uh, everything out there is for my consumption. Yeah. 
Um, I just I'm, I'm reading a little bit of the history of Oregon right now, and and one of the reasons that the um, the Indians on the reservations, the Shoshones and Paiutes and others who were put on reservations, couldn't stay on the reservations is because uh, they would, uh, of course, the Indian agents would sell their the beef that was set for them, and they were starving, literally starving to death. And uh, they would try to go out and hunt. Well, all the ranchers killed off all the deer and the elk for their hides. And, and one rancher was boasting that in, in one winter he killed 100 deer for their hides and then left the rest out there to rot, right? No. So it's the same thing as cutting down lumber uh, for the board foot. And it's, you know, yeah. there's no sense that there is life going on and that it's all related and then once we start to mess and take more than what we need and we start to mess with it that it's going to come back and 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 and, and hurt us so so my solution really is twofold one is that um we have to uh, get more indigenous people involved in decision making when it comes to both um uh, global um, uh, national and local regional climate issues that people, especially from a traditional background, people who don't have a Western worldview based on dualism and based on utilitarianism and those kinds of things have to be in the decision-making seats yeah. and be a part of that. The The second is even the most important, and that is I believe the, that in one fell swoop, we can actually move the other direction. And what we have to do is take a cue from Bolivia and Ecuador, who have created what's called Pachamama laws. And these are laws that protect the rights of the earth. We say we have unalienable human rights. The earth has unalienable rights as well. Uh And if we will create laws that will give the earth her due, and protect her, then we can begin to prosecute corporations and polluters and toxic spills and, you know, all of those kinds of things, um, automakers who don't fulfill their promise and et cetera, et cetera, sector, because the earth already has inalienable rights. And so um, that's what I think we're going to need to do uh, in order for this to change. I don't think everybody's going to convert to a non-Western worldview, but I think if we can structure it in the yeah. law, first of all, um, and then we take it from there, the New Green Deal is another part of that. Yeah. You used the word dualism earlier, and, and for, if, in case anybody's new, uh, listeners, welcome if you are. Uh, when we talk about dualism, one of the main ones that we focus on is this either-or perspective between sort of ideas and then everything that's physical. And how that has manifested in history is that there are humans which are thinking things, mm-hmm. and then there's everything else, which are just thing things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And that disparity between those two has made it so that whether it's factory farming or the way that we harvest, um, like you talked about with animals or, or, or yeah, it, yeah. agriculture, the way we have that to, we, we have to change all of that. Right. The way that we yeah, dam up the, sea, the, the streams, the way that we dig in the earth for minerals, Every the, the way that we lumber, everything is just a thing. Yeah. Trees are things, minerals are things, cows are things. That's that deadly dualism. Yeah, exactly. And so if we don't see um, some sort of equality in creation uh, with us and that we are just co-sustainers 
of these things and that we are related, intricately related to them. And that, that it's just like, uh, you know, they talk about a spider web. You know, one, you touch one piece of that spider web and the whole thing gets the signal, right? And it's the same way. We are all related. It's like the, the uh, who are the scientists who delve with the metaphysical... Uh, Quantum physics. Quantum physics, yeah. So, so they're... they're Starting to grasp this, right? This the things that our <laughs> indigenous more, people. They're almost poets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they talk, it sounds like poets. Yeah. So we have to change, and I believe we need our own um, inalienable earth rights laws uh, that have to take place. Maybe they have to start locally. I, I think there's a town in Pennsylvania that actually enacted that for their township. Um, in New Zealand, they have done that for the rivers, um, and so we need to take a cue. And uh, to me. That will be the one uh, sort of uh, covers all law that we can create, and then we can take all the rest of them one piece at a time. Huh. So it's interesting. I'm just trying to picture how people who maybe haven't uh, heard you talk about this before, how they're going to hear this. You're an interesting combination between a radical. I mean, that's a pretty radical proposal, uh, the... The laws to have inalienable rights for the earth. Uh-huh. So, but somebody may see it's idealistic and say, like, well, that's really pie in the sky. I mean, it's not practical. So, you might be, some might think you're an idealist, some might think you're a <laughs> radical. I'm sure somebody is like, you know, this is tree hugging. Right? And to you, it's none of those things. To me, it's like, well, people, don't you care about your grandchildren? Do you want to um, strangle them from the air? Do you want to uh, uh, starve them from the food sources in the future? Yeah. Do you want to um, uh, cause them to uh, not be able to drink water anymore? These are the things that are at stake right now. And if we cannot solve this problem, and we cannot solve it in piecemeal, uh, we cannot be incrementalist anymore about we've, we've waited too long. And so, you know, the IPC... Uh, uh, IPCC has, has, I think, given us, what, 12, 13 years, yeah. something like that? Yeah. And, and I even think that that may be um, uh, uh, too optimistic. So, wow. and if you talk to the people in Alaskan villages uh, who no longer have their villages or other folks around the world whose um, villages are being swallowed up by the sea, um, they will tell you, no, uh, you know, 10 years ago was too late. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that... Um, uh, we talked before about progress. Yeah. This is something. This this is not progress. Yeah, it's not progress to um, to uh, uh, we could talk about painting ourselves in a corner. Well, we are actually um, creating a scenario that is going to give uh, the human species maybe um, its its last chance to be on Earth yeah. if we don't do something about it. Think that I saw a story that is perfect for as a snapshot of what you're talking about. One of my friends posted on Facebook and said, we can't leave one damn place uh, untouched. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't have anything that's untouched by, uh, this happened to be about uh, the oil. Derricks? Uh, oil derricks uh-huh. uh, on indigenous land, especially mm-hmm. near sacred sites. Mm-hmm. But, and also now on national, just in national parks and in national mm-hmm. land, that there isn't one place that's going to be untouched by us uh, t- 
taking out of the earth its resources. Right. You can't leave one thing. Yeah. Uh, the, um, you know, the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, for example, you know, and most of these lands are under treaty. Uh, the, the tar sands in Canada, under treaty. The Anwar, uh, under treaty. So um, in, in a lot of the resources that are left are on indigenous people's lands, a lot of the non-renewables. We have to, as indigenous people, insert our values and our voice, and we need support and to say, no, you cannot have it. And that is happening. Um, that's happening around uh, different places. It's happening in Canada, and it's actually happening um, in uh, Minnesota. Um, hopefully, uh, we're going to be having Winona LaDuke on the program yes. in the near future to talk about her new book. And uh, she's leading the way in some of this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we have to protect the earth. We have to all become earth protectors, just like uh, it was our own mother, yep. because it is. So in recap, go ahead and use energy-efficient light bulbs. Absolutely. Go ahead and hang your clothes on the, the clothesline. Go ahead and drive a hybrid, especially if it makes you feel better. But don't you dare get complacent and think that you've done something because you've moved to being more sustainable or something. Yeah, we, we, ha- we have such a mountain to climb in terms of just, okay, urban centers, okay? And I heard some statistic, and I can't remember now, but it was something like in the next 30 years, 70% of all urban buildings have to be replaced. Um, we've got uh, similar statistics when it comes to farmland, and, and we, we have an opportunity before us if we would create the kinds of systems that could build... Uh, urban centers that are sustainable, uh, sustainable farming, etc., to re- have a, a do-over. You know, um, I'm not saying that won't we won't suffer as a result, but we won't suffer near as much if we can stop it now. Wow. Well, listeners, I know that uh, that probably was not the most encouraging and or uplifting half hour of your day, but I hope it was the most informative. If you want to be encouraged, listen to Donald Trump. Don't listen to me. I'm going to tell you what's really happening from my perspective. So thank you, listeners, for the feedback on our reading list episode and letting us know that we needed to say a little bit more about uh, why moving towards being sustainable consumers isn't sufficient. So glad that you brought that up. And so if there's anything like that going forward, always let us know something we need to explain more or a concern you have or even a criticism, and we'll try and circle back around and close the loop. We, I think maybe we need to get some real experts in here. You know, I'm just very passionate. I make it my business, but I'm not an expert. It's not what I do for a living. Huh? Um, maybe we get some uh, experts in here from... Uh, we'll get uh, Winona LaDuke in here. Maybe we can get somebody from the uh, Center for Earth Ethics in here and other folks who, who are the experts who can help us uh, um, sort of uh, okay. sort this all out. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please let us know your thoughts on the webpage, on the Facebook page, on Twitter, or on Patreon if you're a supporter. We are grateful for your participation, and we look forward to hearing back from you.